from NPM, the National Association of Pastoral Musicians. This is episode 150 of Ministry Monday. Ministry Monday is a weekly podcast about music, ministry, and liturgy produced by the National Association of Pastoral Musicians, or NPM. What is NPM? NPM is a national association that fosters the art of musical liturgy. The members of NPM serve the Catholic Church in the United States as musicians, clergy, liturgists, and other leaders of prayer. For more information, go to npm.org forward slash join. Have a question? Email us anytime at ministrymonday at npm.org. Hello, and welcome to Ministry Monday. I'm your host, Amanda Bruce. Well, today on the podcast, we begin a three-part series on media ministry and the technology that is at our fingertips for ministry. If you've attended an NPM National Convention in the last few years, you've possibly heard me present on technology in ministry. I've said before that technology is such a general term or such a broad term that encompasses so many things. It's almost like saying that this episode is going to cover healthy eating or classical music. How can you encapsulate all that this topic includes and in such a short amount of time? Well, the truth is, I can't, but we are going to explore different avenues of technology and how they relate to media ministry and in our ministries. So the term media ministry is a term used for the ways that technology can extend ministry and outreach to a church's followers and its faithful. This term may or may not be new to you, but I think it is a great topic to explore. The next three episodes of Ministry Monday will try and introduce us to various avenues in the topic. But like the term technology itself, I can't expect to encapsulate all things media ministry, but I think it's a good place to start. My first conversation for episode number one of the series comes from a conversation I had with a friend and associate in Texas. She works in campus ministry, and she raved to me about how much Flocknote has been helping her stay connected to the students in which she ministers. I myself use Flocknote in my local parish, but I also know that it's a company that some parishes do not currently use. So I reached out to Flocknote to see if they would be willing to explore the ins and outs of Flocknote with me. And thankfully, they were willing. And so I sat down and spoke with Matthew Sewell. Matthew is the diocesan sales lead at Flocknote and has worked there for almost seven years. Matthew shared some of the growth and insights that Flocknote has experienced since the start of the global pandemic of COVID-19 and how Flocknote can help us stay connected to our faithful parishioners and non-parishioners, especially during a time like now. Today on Ministry Monday, I am chatting with Matthew Sewell. So hi, Matt. How are you? Hey, good, Amanda. Thanks. Good to be with you. Good, good. So I asked to speak to you because you work for Flocknote. 
And so what, first off, what do you do at Flocknote? Uh, what I do at Flocknote, so I am on uh, the our customer support side uh, and also our sales side. So I'm, I kind of wear a, a handful of different hats, um, but primarily, yeah, just making sure that parishes, dioceses, um, church organizations, ministries, whatever, uh, can have success with, with uh, their use of Flocknote, but then also I uh, help onboard new dioceses, so all of our new diocesan partnerships. So we have about uh, 30, 35 dioceses um, and archdioceses across the country and Canada that we work with. So um, so helping to kind of onboard them and uh, bring them onto Flocknote to support their parishes too. And how long have you been working for Flocknote? Uh, forever, it feels like. So uh, six and a <laughs> half years, which I don't know how long, how it's, how it's been that long already. Um, but yeah, I started in uh, late 2014 when Flocknote was still teeny tiny. And um, yeah, so now we're, we're a lot bigger and, and um, thanks be to God. But yeah, so about six and a half years, um, longer than, than most. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for someone who's listening and who may have heard of Flocknote or honestly may not have, but doesn't really know much about what it is, can you give a like bird's eye view of Flocknote? Yeah. So the, the kind of elevator pitch. Uh, so Flocknote came about because our founder, Matt Warner, uh, saw that he was working in his parish, volunteering in his parish, and saw that basically his pastor, and as he dove further into it, most pastors, most bishops couldn't reach a majority of their people when they needed to most. And that was between Sundays or if they stopped showing up on Sundays, as we've seen in the last 12 months of a global pandemic hits, right? It's because we can all, we can all theoretically make an announcement when people are sitting in front of us, we can all hand people a bulletin um, theoretically, right? Even though uh, stats show like 5% on average open it or we'll read a, a bulletin in full. And so there's this huge uh, communication problem within the church where parishioners couldn't get the message. Uh, from their their pastors, pastors couldn't get it out, and a lot of times it was it was they didn't know what they didn't know. So the, so churches didn't realize that it was a it was a need. They didn't realize that people were drifting out the back door or stopping giving or or whatever uh, because they couldn't uh, do what we call now smarter text messaging and emailing, right? Because there's all sorts of ways to reach people. Um, you know, social media is super popular for a reason, but it it isn't good at directly messaging people uh, because there's somebody. Uh, there's the Mark Zuckerberg's controlling the little knob saying how many people can and can't uh, see what you're posting, right? right? Bulletins the same way. People don't show up to mass. Those people have a 0% open rate for the bulletin every single time, <laughs> right? But if you just have an email, you just have a text or just have a cell phone number for somebody, you can get a message directly to them whenever, right? right. Um, so the fruit that we've seen from that then is higher attendance at events, uh, virtual, <laughs> right? Including uh, as well as in person, I guess, from the last year. But also, um, it's kind of an indirect fundraising tool as well, um, because it just helps people to stay connected. Um, but then also, we we had to tackle the the problem of um, understanding that people in parish life and even in diocesan life, uh, if they, I mean, they, you know, obviously have no time to learn something new and complicated. But a lot of times, people either don't like technology or aren't good at technology, and we'll freely admit that. But those people need to be able to reach their their folks just as much as uh, the marketing professionals, the communication person, all those type of people. Um, so we had to make something that worked for uh, the least tech savvy volunteer as much as the most tech savvy vo- uh, volunteer employee and still have it be you know something beautiful and, and produce a, a good result. So that's kind of Flocknote in a nutshell. There's obviously lots that goes into that, but, um, but that's, yeah, that's the 10,000 foot view of what Flocknote does. So 
again, we've kind of given a summary. Let's break it down into the two main methods of communication for flock notes. So how can you communicate with your parishioners, your volunteers through flock note? Yeah, so it's uh, email and texting is kind of what we focus on uh, mainly, right? Because again, there's there's lots of ways. I mean, you know, downloadable parish apps were a, a popular thing for a while, um, and still are in some cases. Um, again, you know, um, like some people just use their Outlook, I guess, to to BCC fifty people, um, but those those just aren't the best ways, right? Because we're all carrying these around in our pockets and we're all checking them multiple times per day. So even, uh, you know, we hear like robocalls or whatever. Some people are like, Oh, what if I robocall my people? It's like, well, how do you feel about getting a robocall right, you personally? Right. right. Nobody likes that. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, so that's, that's, those are the two main ways. Um, but it's packaged right in a way because, uh, say for example, lar uh, parishes with large Hispanic populations have people who don't email like, or even have an email, but they will text all the time. They have their phone on them all the time. Um, but then also in some cases, you know, parishes a lot of times have emails, but no phone numbers. And so you need a way to get an email um, to everybody, even if that's going to route to them as a text for now or vice versa, right? So those are the two main ways that Flockner does that. But then it also lets, you know, you can assign administrators. So the Knights of Columbus or the music minister or whoever can run just their own group. And then the parish secretary, the pastor, whoever can kind of oversee the whole the whole parish um, as well. So it's easily um, segmented out that way. That's such a good point too, that, you know, different groups of people and different people prefer different types of mass communication. Um, there are a lot of people that would check texts over checking email or vice versa. So that's, that's such a good point to, to offer both. Well, and I always like to, um, play devil's advocate too, because along those lines, right. Uh, people say, Oh, you know, our, our parish, has a, you know, a large elderly population or a population over 65. And, and first of all, I like to gently say, yeah, who's doesn't, right? I'm pretty sure every parish has, should have a, a large spectrum, but also more importantly, um, my grandma's 81 years old. And a lot of times she will reply back to texts faster than I do. And so this <laughs> idea that, that, uh, that grandparents don't text is I think nowadays just, just not true. I mean, it's um, it conventional wisdom maybe is still kind of hanging around in our brains, but in reality, um, you know, especially in times of pandemic, right? Um, older people have been have smartphones now and have iPads now, so they can, you know, FaceTime with their grandkids or whatever. And so that also means that they're emailing and texting um, just as often or more than you and I, who are supposedly the target demographic for this type of thing. Right, right. So a lot of people that are listening to this are pastoral musicians. So you know, how would we as pastoral musicians use Flocknote? to help our ministries? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, yeah, the nice thing about it is that it's not rocket science, right? So it's, it's not even necessarily creating something new. It would just be, you know, how are you getting the message out about choir practice, about um, what music you're singing this upcoming week, or, um, or who's, you know, if you have a large choir and people are assigned to a specific mass or whatever it might be, right? Um, all of those things can just be accomplished more easily within Flocknote than, you know, again, say if it's, if it's Outlook or something and we're just kind of cobbling it together and, and attaching documents, but, um, you know, maybe they're, they're using the CC field and they shouldn't actually be revealing everybody else's email address to a specific subset of people, for example, or um, say it's a little bit challenging. I know that uh, like sign up genius is something that's particularly popular. For example, if you're having people reserve slots for when they might 
uh, sing, right? What choir they're going to, or what mass they're going to attend to um, take part in, um, which one has slots left, that type of thing, mm-hmm. to not have to use something separate where, or that might have a ton of ads in it or whatever. Um, Flocknote, for example, has a feature called signups to allow people to reserve. We have 10 slots available for the choir on Saturday night at 4 p.m., right? Um, so even within the, the email and text, there's more things that they can do with it. Um, so again, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily be creating something new. It would be replacing and making easier, ideally, something that's already already being done. Let's stay with that sign up for just a second too, because signing up for the liturgy is still something that is being done in liturgies. Um, you know, at the time that we will be airing this, it will be just after Easter. And so I know a lot of churches that use sign up for big masses right now, like for Holy Week and Easter. And I have to tell you that we actually used Flocknote for Christmas, even Christmas Day, to do exactly what you just said for people to sign up in advance. Um, And then, of course, then what the benefit of that is, if you are already using Flocknote, is that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like they become a part of your main list, if you will, of parishioners that get updates via Flocknote so that you can email them, not just about Christmas updates, if there was an ice storm and to you know warn people, oh, be careful on the roads or whatever, but you can also follow up with them after Christmas and say how, or Easter, you know, how was your Easter celebration? Were you new? Welcome to the community. Here's a little bit more information about our parish. So it can kind of continue that conversation. We're in a typical time. We don't really have another way to engage with our, our non-parishioner visitors past when they're in the pews and that's it that one time so i do think it extends the engagement big time yeah no that's that's a perfect point i mean the uh the signups feature was something we we rolled out in june because whoever would have thought that we would need to you know cap attendance for mass i mean it's like get as many people in the pews as as we can which is great (laughs) right um but there was this felt need right when masses started open back up for for um in-person attendance and uh, so we kind of pivoted and, and built that within a couple of weeks to make that available to be able to say, okay, yeah, we have 50 slots available. But, um, but yeah, the you know, kind of indirect fruit of that is saying, okay, take the link and, and post it on your website because there's all of these people. Normally, parishioners aren't going to go to the website all the time. But in cases like this, they were or they were going on, you know, going and seeking it out on Facebook or um, the live stream, they were like, oh, by the way, we're going to have in person next week. So click here and, and register your spot. And so a lot of parishes were finding, yeah, like you said, that they, you know, they didn't know that they didn't have uh, a good chunk of parishioners info, but now all of a sudden they can communicate with those. And um, I don't know if you know this yet, but uh, the day that we're recording this, uh, yesterday in the date that we're recording this time, um, so we'll say recently for when this, when this releases, um, <laughs> we just released a way to link groups, uh, link a sign up to a group so that when people register for something, they're automatically dropped into a group. So, I mean, you already could pull the list manually and, and import it into, you know, a contact list for Easter mass or for Christmas mass or whatever, and then communicate with them. Um, but now it just makes it kind of saves, um, one more, one more step even, um, to make, make life easier. But yeah, I mean, it just, again, it's, all the stuff that we designed is not just for the sake of, of software or for the sake of, of church, um, you know, communication or whatever. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's all because everything that we've built is, uh, is because it's actually beneficial. It's actually intentionally um, useful uh, to make 
parish employees, parish volunteers, uh, particularly music ministries, I think in the context of this um, to make their lives easier, just in terms of um, using technology as a means to, uh, to reach the end of, of, you know, actual in-person real um, solid ministry work. Yeah. Let's talk about groups for a second, because maybe someone who's listening may not know what a group is on Flocknote. So what is a group? Yeah. Uh, so a group, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I guess our word, uh, for, you know, a contact list for, for lack of a better term, right? So a group within Flocked is just a, a group of people that you can send a message to. Um, but it's also, I mean, you can think of it kind of as a folder as well. So, um, good example, I mean, you can segment them out. So you might have a, um, kind of a master folder, what we call a top level group for youth ministry or music ministry in this instance. Um, and then you have subgroups beneath that for Saturday night, 4 PM, um, or maybe, uh, you know, vocal members, people who play instruments, um, the core team or, or leadership or whatever. Uh, and then beneath that, you might segment that out even more um, into kind of, you know, three separate levels. So you can uh, communicate with just one of them, communicate with the entire ministry if you want to, but we, we refer to all of those as groups. Um, but it's a really handy way to, yeah, just organize um, your parish contact list, but also in a way that um, is sensible. And then it, it allows uh, parishioners to join and see kind of the list of groups you have available for them um, so that they can easily connect so they, with those. Yeah, they can join on their own in mm -hmm. cases, um, or you can make it so that they can't join. So if you're a pastoral musician and you're, you're listening to this, when we first got block note in my parish, unfortunately, we kept the group for adult choir open. So we had all these random parishioners who were like, I just want to keep in touch with the adult choir when really I was using my adult choir group list to say things like, watch out, it's icy tonight or choir cancel, choir's canceled or reminder, warm up time is 845 this week. So, so just to be clear, you can make these so that people can join them. Or if you want to keep it kind of closed for other people to opt into your specific little hub, you can do that as well. Um, oh, and I want to mention one other thing. Um, Matthew, believe it or not, the, I would say that the number one group that's used in our parish is the funeral text group. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I think that's one of the best use cases for, for Flockton. Just as long as the group is not named death. I saw that one time what? where a church just had called it. I think maybe they didn't realize that, that the, the name of the group was going to come through <laughs> on the end when people received it. So they just said death. Death Charlene has texted you. Right. Yeah. Death has yeah. texted you. Yeah. So, uh, which it, is kind I, of startling, but um, yeah, no funeral notices. I love those. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. And so um, actually it's, it's so funny at like 1115, right. As we started to talk for this time right now, I got a flock note text. And if, again, if you're listening and this is new, like we have a group of identified people. So they are the music ministers, all the clergy um, and the bereavement ministers who most often volunteer. And um, this really honestly was our main deciding factor to use Flocknote because we had two, at the time we had three church locations and now we have two, but it was, I mean, it was so, we have so many funerals. It was so confusing to make sure that everyone knew which location the funeral was at and what time and which who'd be presiding. So we now have a group, a funeral text group from Flocknote that every time there's a funeral that is scheduled for the grouping, all of us get the text message and it always has a very similar format, like funeral, Saturday, blank, 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 11 a.m. at this location so that no one shows up at the wrong church because that's, a, I mean, if you're listening and you have a parish grouping, 
that is a very serious consideration when you're going, you know, back and forth with so many liturgies. So the funeral text group, I'm telling you, that has been a life, oh, a lifesaver. No pun intended. <laughs> All right. See you later, everybody. That's, that's a wrap. For... <laughs> wow. Well, that's good. Well. I like that. <laughs> so um, two, two more questions for you. So um, let's talk about price. We haven't really talked about how much this were to cost for a parish. What's the cost like? Yeah. So it's all incremental, right? So, uh, I mean, aside from, I mean, we wanted Flockner to be uh, usable for parishes of all sizes, right? Because larger parishes typically have larger budgets, obviously, but for smaller parishes or even smaller ministries, their budgets are usually really tiny or non-existent. And so, um, but especially we wanted to also have, have uh, parishes be able to test it out for free kind of indefinitely too. So, so it's, it runs on a tiered system. So to start out for anybody, zero to 40 members is free. A member would just be, you know, if you and I were, um, were subscribed to our parishes, Flacknund, as you've mentioned, we would count as two members. So your email and phone number, my email and phone number are two members. So zero to 40 members is free. And then it just goes up incrementally from there. Uh, for un And it's a, a one flat price for unlimited texts and emails, unlimited groups and admins. So you can kind of segment the list out and, and um, your administrator as much as you need to. Um, so for example, I think 100 101 to 200 members is like 33 bucks a month. And then it goes up kind of in 10, $12 increments from there. Um, a, couple of a couple of additional things within that. So we, I mentioned we partner with diocese at the beginning. So with the diocesan partnerships, typically the diocese will just pay us for a set number of parishes. And then either you know uh, choose to cover that in, in entirety for for the parishes, or maybe build them back at a, at a discount or something like that. Um, and then we also have some add-ons too. So we have a a feature called Flocknote People, or a set of features called Flocknote People that's uh, just thirty nine bucks a month. In addition to that, um, and that can do everything from just basically track things like you know religious ed attendance. Um, people's addresses and birthdays uh, to all the way up to replacing their parish database if they really want to. Um, and then we also have a couple of nice to haves, like one in particular is, is called super texting. So uh, standard texting that's unlimited, right, is 160 characters, you know, regular text that you'd get from, from uh, you know, from Udemy or whatever. Um, but some parishes, especially in the non-Catholic world, um, but increasingly more in the Catholic market, my, my own pastor uh, is obsessed with super text, which I think is, is really great. Um, but to be able to send pictures, in text ah, and to have text be longer. So, um, so I mean, I was shocked because it, it, you know, it's an additional cost because it's just costs more to send. Yeah. Um, but you know, to my surprise, um, pleasant surprise, uh, parishes are willing to, to pay for that because it, it makes a huge difference. Like for, uh, one example, my, um, our, there was, uh, something going on. We, we go to a parish in downtown Spokane where I live and there was something going on downtown where they needed more security presence or something like that. Um, and, and the pastor just took a picture out his office window of like the security team, like kind of patrolling in front of the cathedral and texted that out to the whole parish. Um, and I thought that was great, right? It's just one of those things where you think it kind of has to be, you know, grandiose or, you know, more formal or something. But I love it when, when my pastor shows that he's a person and, you know, is just kind of, you know, um, being fatherly in that sense and kind of protecting the flock. But anyways, so super texting is also a fun one too, but, um, yeah, intentionally we try to keep it priced, um, at a, at a, you know, fair rate, knowing that, that churches have, um, have budget. I mean, it's, it's always uh, tight budgets and all that type of thing. So, um, but also at, at a competitive price. So you're not going to find probably better texting rates anywhere, anywhere else mm -hmm. in the market. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, I also am aware that you and I have been speaking at like a mile a minute with technology because <laughs> this is my wheelhouse and this is your wheelhouse. Um, but there might be people listening to this that go, whoa, that's kind of a lot of information. And it was just all kind of like so fast. It was just about 20 minutes of stuff. And so, um, and there's no, if you're listening and that's you, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, how, you know, how would someone get more information or kind of be walked through the Flocknote process? Yeah. So flocknote.com is our website. You can, you can go there and, and kind of click through. So the homepage, you can, you can scroll and there's lots of really, really good information. So you don't have to click off the page to, to find, you know, just kind of a good idea of what Flocknote can do. Um, as I mentioned, you can start for free. So creating a network for your parish, it's not like you're claiming the only one for your parish or, or signing them up for some really long contract or anything like that. So, um, so you can do that really easily for free, no payment information needed. Um, and then in addition to providing great software, the basically like the next thing and secure, uh, you know, data and all that type of thing. Um, the very next thing that we put a huge premium on is, uh, is customer service. So, um, so just emailing us, our, our email response time is usually within a couple hours during the day, um, if not faster, um, depending on loads, obviously, but we, we put a huge premium on that just because we know, again, as I mentioned earlier, that pair staff, one, don't have a lot of time. And a lot of time, like you mentioned, um, aren't great at technology and we'll freely admit that. <laughs> so we needed to work well for them, um, for a pairs to really have success, right? So to be able to reach the, the, the largest percentage of parishioners, um, every ministry leader, regardless of their time, regardless of the tech savvy, um, technological savvy uh, needs to be able to use it. And so, um, so yeah, we try to put a huge premium and make ourselves available as much as we can. And for that free account, um, you know, what would the free account include if someone just wanted to kind of like touch their toe into the, the Flocknote pool? Yeah, so everything that, that um, standard Flocknote includes. Um, so the not counting the add-ons, the Flocknote people and super texting, um, even though there's trial versions of that, but mm -hmm. you know, indefinitely between zero to 40 members, it's yeah, unlimited text and emails, unlimited groups and admins um, that they need to assign. So they can use basically the full standard Flocknote tool for free um, mm -hmm. while they're between zero to 40 members. So it's, you know, get 10 friends and, and spam them with texts or send them funny Michael Scott gifs or something in an email to, <laughs> to get a sense of how, how it goes. But, um, but then yeah, Flocknote people has a, has a 30 day free trial um, super texting. We give a hundred free super texting credits to kind of get a sense of how that works too, um, okay. which is nice. And then um, yeah, sorry, word on fire engage is, is another add on too that we, that's a 30 day trial. Um, it's kind of a premium video subscription from Bishop Barron, but, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, but the zero to 40 members is free forever and is the full tool. So it's not, uh, like we remove features unless you pay us or something like that. Right. Well, so too, if someone's listening, that's a pastoral musician and maybe their pastor was wary about, oh, you know, signing up for yet another cost. And so, you know, if you're listening and you're interested, especially because we as pastoral musicians are trying to keep connected with our choir members right now, when we're not singing actively, or many of us, many of our dioceses are not encouraging public group singing. Um, you know, if you have the free option for zero to 40 members, you know, maybe it might be good for you to start with your bell choir for, you know, 12 people, and then you can connect with them, maybe, you know, send them text messages to give them updates or the music ministry, whatever it is, and grow into those free 40 people that you can connect with and chat, um, send texts and emails to. And then once you kind of have that well-established and you can show your pastor 
how effective it's been so far in your ministry, especially right now during COVID. Um, I think that really could be, I think that, that could be a really good starting point for people who are listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I would echo that too. And, and if, I mean, if people have questions or they want to schedule a call with us to ask, you know, all that type of thing before ever signing up, um, I think we might even have on our homepage somewhere, like a letter to your pastor to say, Hey, here's, here's why we're looking at this. If, if you're not really sure how to phrase the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, no, I would agree. That's a, that's a great idea. Cool. So as we wrap up, do you have any other closing thoughts or anything else um, that you want people to know? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, we, we covered quite a bit. I mean, uh, one of the things I always like to give a, a semi shameless plug for is, um, so we Flocknote does a podcast as well. Um, that's not so much promoting Flocknote itself, but just really encouraging smart, intentional communication, which I think goes for, for pastor musicians just as much as anything. So if you're looking kind of for, yeah, uh, how to, how to approach digital communication, how to communicate with people, um, it's just called the Finding Uno Show, and so it's FindingUno.com, um, where you can find that. We post episodes um, once a week on Wednesdays, um, but that's a good place. I mean, it's you know just because or just as just as uh, parish volunteers, parish staff, pastor musicians included, a lot of times um, don't really may not know how to use technology very well. Um, right along with that, they're really not. I mean, they're like, okay, great, Flaxman's great. It looks really cool. And I can send an email, but I don't know what to send, or I don't know how often is too often. Um, so it's one of those things where we just try to have that as a resource, um, just some food for thought for people and uh, to kind of think through that. So that'd be the one thing I'd, I'd, I'd add. Cool. And I'll put that podcast in the show notes of this episode at ministrymonday.org. So if you're listening, you can head on over there and you'll be able to find the link so you can listen there too. Great. All right. Well, Matthew, thank you for your time today. And thank you for everything you're doing to help us stay connected in ministry, even digitally. Yeah. Thanks, Amanda. Praise God for your ministry. And and thanks for having me on. Thank you. to Matthew for his time today. For more information about Flocknote and to reach Matthew directly, visit the show notes of this episode at ministrymonday.org. The recording of Oh God, You Search Me was produced by Oregon Catholic Press, and the theme music for this episode was produced by Aaron Schaus. Today's episode of Ministry Monday was produced by me, Amanda Bruce. That's it for today. With the Spirit's gifts empowering us for the work of ministry, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here for part two next Monday.